It's time for our summer patron giveaway. Yes, this time we're doing a prize pack of uh, selected comics, uh, some swag, um, uh, uh, some special stuff, uh, gifts from Jason from Hawaii, so some Hawaiian goodies, um, all kinds of fun stuff to share our love to you, uh, the patrons. So if you would like to be included in our summertime giveaway, just become a patron at any level uh, between now and Labor Day. So it's a summer giveaway, and then after Labor Day, we will pull a, a patron randomly from the stack and send you a prize pack. Now, not only that, not only do you get entered to win, you got to be in it to win it, by the way. That's what they say. You get on-air thanks and show note shout-outs, uh, priority inclusion of your feedback and questions or comments into the show, access to our patron only Slack community, very popular. Exclusive content, um, you get bonus episodes that nobody else gets. You get early access to bonus episodes or regular episodes. You get them ad free, you get them unedited. Um, sometimes that's a blessing and a curse, depending uh, on your feelings there. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And the levels go up, you get more more stuff. Uh, the, but that's that's kind of the ground floor stuff you get um, coming in as a patron. So please do so. It also means that you like what we're doing and you're sharing and caring enough to uh, throw us a couple of um, shekels our way. And we appreciate that. And it helps keep the lights on. It helps pay the server fees. It helps um, keep us going and keep us doing it on our our road to a thousand episodes. Can we get there? <clears throat> I hope so. I hope so. But everything's going up. It's getting harder and harder um, to justify uh, luxury expenses like podcast fees. So uh, your help it is greatly appreciated, and we want uh, to continue that. Some of you just do it just to say thanks. We appreciate that. Some of you do it for the giveaway. Some of you do it for... Uh, some of the tier perks. All those are valid. So whatever your reasoning, join our Patreon. Give us a little bit of love. We appreciate it. Come contest time, uh, we'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll pull your name, and you will get a fun prize pack uh, mailed directly to you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 848 for comics originally coming out September the 12th and September the 13th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, we got anything fun or exciting in the world of comics? Well, um, I, don't, I don't Are you current on Ahsoka? Not current, but I was just told everything oh. pays off in episode four, so shut my mouth and watch everything now. <laughs> yeah, but episode four is really, really good. Um, again, so I'm through one and two. I really like it so far. Yeah. But as of episode two, nothing had really <laughs> happened, so it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember now who you met. Who you met in two that you don't meet in three. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but anyway, I mean, it, you know, it, it probably also you, you get Hera way more out of it because of oh, yeah, yeah. rebels and Clone Wars mm -hmm. time. You know mm -hmm. her way more than I do. 
Oh yeah. Um, but I like the character. I like that Sabine Wren character. Yep. That's cool. Yep. I like that general Sifafunt mm-hmm. something. She's really cool. Um, it thought it found that it was interesting that Marion Winstead plays her. Yep. Who's in real life married to uh, Obi Wan. Correct. Ewan kind of, McGregor. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars connection. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, <laughs> been some really cool fight scenes, some really cool uh, lightsabers. And yeah. Ahsoka's I, a dope character, man. And especially if you know her backstory. And I don't. Yeah, you don't. You know, um, really good character. So, yeah, I don't really understand what happened at the end. Like, it was like a, a, a special appearance at the end of this last episode, but I didn't really get yeah. what that was about. But it was still good. I mean, it's been great. <laughs> I don't know how. Is it a six or an, an eight, or do we know how many episodes? I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know what, what else has been going on that I've been watching that's in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's. I think there's. Well, I think Loki's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that Ahsoka's Ahsoka's been the big one, and it's enough to keep Disney Plus subscription. I was gonna going. say Disney Plus is rocking. Yeah, keep, still one keep of my favorites. Favorites of the streaming services. It is your favorite. Of all of them? No, no, but it's it, it's keeping it relevant there. Because oh, like Netflix you. is dead to me. Like I I I'm mad at myself that I pay. I'm still paying. Oh, I yeah, I stopped. So I yeah, stopped it's... once they wouldn't let me share my password with anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's about to be going. And and well, okay. So wait, actually no. So yeah, I'm stealing the other ones. So yeah, <laughs> the only one that's really <laughs> relevant is I hate Netflix, <laughs> and it's the one I'm paying for. And the other ones, um, I'm leeching. <laughs> You're leeching. You're leeching on the other ones. Okay. Well, there you go. That is definitely yeah. worth the, worth your price. Yes. There. Well, ChatGPT has a challenge for you. Um, Wasn't I supposed to chat GPT you? Or did you prepare something? I did. Okay. Well, go ahead then. Well, I found out that Chat GPT is an idiot for the most part. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I thought, all right, let's let's see what Chat GPT comes out for. Comic book characters that are older brothers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what can you think of as far as what older brother? I, yeah. An older brother. Yeah. Oh my God! Um, well, Zan and Jaina. So, is Zan the is Zan the older brother? Yeah. So the Wonder Twins. Mm-hmm. That would be one. Um, man, that is a challenging one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy, oh boy. No, no, so here's what I got from our, our, our robot overlords. Okay. So Thor is the older brother. Oh, yeah. Of Thor and Loki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Professor Xavier, of course, has Juggernaut as his younger brother. All right. That's okay. Um, Hawk and Dove. Hawk, uh, older brother. Um, And then they gave me weird things. Uh, I thought like, Dove was a chick. Then Hawk. Whichever ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. 
Yeah, and they're members of the Teen Titans in Justice League. And then I thought of, you know, Havoc is the older brother to Cyclops in the mute, in you know, okay, as well. Yeah, a lot, probably a lot of ex relatives, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they, and then Chat GPT completely went off the rails off of that, and I didn't recognize a single other person they put. So, <laughs> like so, what? Um, it gives me like Kiro Yamato and Kaliga, you know. Once is the princess of a nation called Org. <laughs> like, oh my god! Robot. I'm like, where are you going? It's so, glitchy. Mm-hmm. These are comic. These are all supposed to be comic book characters. Yeah, in my mind, but like, even it prefaced it, and it's like, mm, uh, I can't. I'm not completely sure about this, but here's what I think I can find. That was my robot voice, by the way. Oh wow. He's kind and of. And then I thought, okay, I'll go into. I'll go a different way. Top ten comics written by Generation X writers. Oh, wow. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. That's a good angle. I was thinking of Drew-centric things. Yes. Uh, so that's so then Scott Jeff Snyder. He sure. started fighting with itself over what is Gen X, unfortunately. Okay. So <laughs> in my mind, that's born between 70 and 85. This has 65 and 80. Oh, okay. But immediately started breaking its own rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guessing Scott Snyder falls in there. Yep, 1976. Um, BKV, probably. Correct. Brian K. Vaughn, born in 1976 as well. Kirkman. Might Kirkman, be a year. born in 78. Yep. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh, All my favorites are Gen X, mm. I seem like. Yeah. Tinian might be younger. I'm not sure he'd make it. Let me check that out. I think he's young. I think he's my age. Yeah. Um, Ennis? Yep. Garth Ennis, born in 1970, just like you. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. James Tinian is born in 1987, Drew, way Way out of that one, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, any females? Uh, well, what about Fraction? Mm, I don't know. I didn't even look at that one, yeah. No Fraction? I'm not um, sure. Sally, Ke- Kelly Sue DeConnick? Matt Fraction, nice. 1975, yes. Uh, okay, cool, cool. And Kelly Sudeconic, 1970. Yeah. yeah. All right. And In then the, it started throwing a few cl- that I think are just a little too old, so I'll give you those when you're done. And who else would be that age that I like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the game. Those, those are probably the big ones. Okay, what else did they? What else did the overlords say? Uh, Alan Moore, nineteen fifty-three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well outside. Uh, Bill Willingham, who wrote Fables, nineteen fifty-six. Yeah, figured he was old. Um, Jeff Smith writing Bone, nineteen sixty. Yeah. Um, Frank Miller, nineteen fifty-seven. Old, yeah. Yeah, and then more Alan Moore, nineteen fifty-three. So it gave it, and then it started giving things that were just on the cusp, just a little too. And then uh, ni- uh, Neil Gaiman, 1960. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured all those guys were old. That's that's cool. That is very cool. All right, and then one more for you. All right. Top ten left-handed superheroes. <laughs> this is like the Drew list of all yeah, of Drew list. Yeah. I don't. Rem- you know what? I thought Moon Knight. At least one of his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his mind is. They they are left-handed. I don't know if all mm-hmm. of them are. I think I'm not sure if Spectre is, but I know one of them is. Um, 
left-handed. Other than that, boy, I don't know. Peter Parker's not left-handed, is he? Okay, uh, this is what we ran into. Uh, in some places, some of these are depicted as left-handed. In some places, there's there's a lot of inconsistency, unfortunately, with it. Um, but the first one we get is Hawkeye is for the most part usually left-handed. He's oh, very ambidextrous, great. but he leads his his draw string with left-handed when he pulls back his bow. Wow. Okay, so here's where it gets Hellboy. Technically, Hellboy. his right hand is the right hand. It's the uh, right hand of doom. So he does everything left-handed. <laughs> okay. All right, that's a good one. And they've also credited Rick Grimes as being left-handed. Yes, yes. And then it got chopped off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bart Allen, the grandson of Barry Allen, okay. left-handed. Sinestro, very much left-handed. Wow. All right. even, they said, like, the name implies left-handed. <laughs> Sinestro means left-handed? Yeah. Wow. Something like that. The Latin word for Sinestra originally means left, but took the the also meaning for evil. So that's why he's also he's both evil and left-handed. <laughs> uh, Spawn is left-handed. Okay. Um, Daredevil usually prim- primarily depicted as left-handed. Um, and most of the Green Lanterns are left-handed. They say primarily Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, and Jessica Cruz are depicted left-handed. But not Hal. But not Hal Jordan. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I, I I threw these through chat GPT, and yeah. then I did not fact check them whatsoever. So just FYI. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, they are the boss. What are you exactly. Gonna do? Yeah, you exactly. can't argue with, with the robot. <laughs> that those that. are some great ones, man. Mm-hmm. That was like a list made for me. That's exactly what I thought. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to I'm going to go right directly, uh, uh, right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good, so good. Yeah. Kyle, I've got the solution to our dreary, dreary evenings. We can um, we can we can pop a little magic mind. And Ooh. get a little pick me up, and and still still go to sleep, just enough to give us some some clarity of mind, uh, a, a little creativity, get the creative juices flowing, maybe give you one or two before the podcast, you know, <laughs> to really focus you in. Uh, what you you think fall of asleep during one podcast, and all of a sudden that's your problem. Uh-huh. But yeah, absolutely. The worst thing you want to do is you know brew a pot of coffee at middle of the night right before a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Then you're up the entire evening. What you need is good, sustained energy, clarity of mind, not, you know, a jolt of caffeine that hurts yeah. your body and all these things. Absolutely. And uh, Magic Mind uh, does all that stuff and has that. Uh, OK. Matcha. I want to talk about matcha. Drew. OK. All right. The the green vegetable matcha, that 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 buzzword, that superfood. I didn't think I'd like matcha. I uh-huh. am starting to like matcha, and that's one of the big key ingredients here is that that uh, that lovely green superfood that has the benefits of all the uh, uh, keeping you going. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it, it's cool stuff. It, it's pricey, uh, mm-hmm. matcha is, but they stick it in this uh, with with some great other ingredients, all natural stuff. Um, so, but you you can get it through us. 
with our code. So we want you to check out this Magic Mind Elixir. Check this out. It is go to magicmind.co slash comics fun profit. And elixir really is the perfect word for it. It's a nice little elixir. It's very yes, cool. For sure. If you feel you want to try this out, go to magicmind.co slash comics fun profit and use our code. You can get um, 20% off uh, of an initial one-time purchase or up to 56% off of a subscription. So if this sounds good to you, go to magicmind.co slash comics fun profit and use our code CFP. You can get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with the code CFP. Or you can just use that discount code CFP at magicmind.co slash comicsfunprofit to get 20% off a one-time purchase. Just to sample, dip your toe, check it out. All right, let's talk some comics now, man. Let's talk image comics that are uh, coming out in November. Yeah, well, again, we're still adjusting to this new image catalog, simply titled Image Comics. Um, of course, we talked just a moment ago about James Tenney and the Fourth, and of course, his new comic, The Deviant, addresses the uh, the cover there. Uh, looks very creepy, so we'll see what goes on as we scroll on down. It looks like we're actually going to start with a book called The Crave by Maria Love. Okay, that's going to so, be dirty. Crime and Mystery erotica and romance yeah so i like know, it if you've got more than one cover where your nipples are covered in electrical tape we know your theme <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he did love love sick right yeah there it is yeah so crave a mysterious app that promises to make your desires come true spread it among the students of an elite university who use use it as a hookup app Dave, a top student, engages in a game of seduction with the unattainable Alexandra. But as requests to the app escalate and wreak havoc on the campus, Dave and his friends' only chance to stop this spiral is to find out what really lies behind Crave. The uh, pages look like uh, Maria Lovett. Um, mm -hmm. So if you like her work, you'll like this. It looks very similar. Um a lot of kissy kissy going on. Good on luck reading with an erection. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks good. Looks yeah, like a lot of the lips are centric. Like every character mm -hmm. is written is drawn with such luscious, luscious lips. Yeah, they're all very attractive people. Yeah. All of them. Mm -hmm. uh, the the deviant uh, we saw on the cover as crime and mystery, horror, and LGBTQ plus. And it's James Timian, Tinian, Josh Hickson, uh, Martin Simons uh, on some covers. Sean Phillips doing a cover. Lieber Mayo doing a cover. Um, a snow falls over Milwaukee in 1972. A blood-stained Santa Claus commits unimaginable atrocities against young men. Fifty years later, a troubled young writer interviews this so-called deviant killer who still maintains his innocent from behind bars. Kind of cool. Yeah, very neat. And I this, wish there was a stamp on things that said, hey, I did this first through Substack. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. As first seen in Substack. I would. I just want to know. Yeah, or uh, you know, originally com Comixology Original or something like yeah, that. Exact, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, or Kickstarted. I kick, this has been Kickstarted. 
Yes, exactly. Perfect. I want those disclaimers in every way, shape, and form. I want every one of those disclaimers. <laughs> um, nine issues is such a very weird number of issues. Yeah, and I've seen that a couple times now. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get it. I mean, I guess that's, you know, you write it ahead of time, and that's just how it breaks 20, 20 pages per. Well, no. Okay, so these are 48 pages, nine issues. I would think you could do 36 pages, get a full 12, which makes <laughs> sense for two trades. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is going to be a weird trade. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, but, but the launch of the weird book. The launch of the month is going to be the Holy Roller and Andy Sandberg. Why and is Rick this not Redman. the very first book? Why are we not talking about this straight out of the gate? Joe Troman, Roland Boshi, Marino does this. But Andy Sandberg and Rick Remender working together on the Holy Roller. Yeah. And look at those covers. All of them, all kinds of cool homages there. Mm-hmm. At a Saturday Evening Post. Post, yep. Uh, I recognize these, but I'm not. They're not popping to my head. That mm-hmm. the so that's G a video cover game. Looks, yeah, the G cover looks like uh, Spider-Man leaving his suit in the alleyway, and yeah, D is is a video game of some sort, right? I don't know. Got to be an know. Xbox thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the weird the weird cross they have on the bowling ball looks like an Xbox logo on every yeah. single. And it's uh yeah so it's action adventure humorous and superheroes ah um I'll I'll I'll, I'll watch I'll look at it anyway yeah. um everyone was sitting around wondering when comedian Andy Sandberg would join Rick Remender and Fallout Boy's Joe Troman to write oh, okay a comic. that's who, that's who that is yeah to write a comic about a vigilante who smashes people's faces with a bowling ball and everyone's dream have come true wow. Amazing. What a combo. Kingpin meets Inglorious Bastards meets Batman. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I like the art. It's fine. Um, I don't see any text at all yet. Uh, not a single piece of dialogue. In written five by Andy Samberg. And by written, we mean not written. <laughs> So I'm guessing they're going, uh, maybe this is just, they don't have it, the dialogue written yet. Mm-hmm. Man, it looks good. Yeah. Another launch of the month is Petrol Head by Rob Williams and Pi Par. Pi Par. Pi Par. I don't know that person. Yeah. Another, this is an action adventure dystopian sci-fi, 42 pages, 499 it looks good too. Mm-hmm. Hot rod racing robot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And this, so, this art is amazing. And I would be really, really excited about this if Transfers wasn't already a thing. Transformers wasn't already a thing that came back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been stolen. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Stolen Thunder. Look at all this. This is great. Great yeah. art. I love it. Yep, that's another good one. Okay. I, we moved on to the Blood Commandment by Simon Kadransky. Okay. Um, and the first thing that pops out to me is these covers and how they are all homage covers that I recognize. Uh, got Last of Us in the upper yep. right. Last of Us video game. Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yep. And I don't know the bottom. One. I don't know either, but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> it is something, yes. Yeah. 
uh, horror, straight up horror, no combination with anything. Just yeah, horror. four issue miniseries. That's pretty dope. And it's Simon Kudransky doing everything, folks. Mm-hmm. And look at that. Look at that art. It looks a little like Lost of Us. Exactly. It? it it looks like exactly Lost of Us. Wow. But they're not using post apocalyptic. They're not using. They're nope. not using our buzzwords. Just horror. So we just shall horror. see. Hmm. That's another good one. I'll put it all. All the all mm-hmm. everything so far is on the read pile. Yeah. Dutch Zero by Joe Casey and Nathan Fox. I'm assuming this is a a. Is this an, a property that already exists? Um, I don't know. It says from the combustible creative team of Casey and Fox, the original Dutch is back. Uh, it's been 30 years since he served as the ultimate superhero soldier. Now his new life is shattered by an old enemy from the past. Will Dutch answer this newest call to action? Um, yeah, I don't know. Superheroes mature, 32 pages. So it looks like Dutch was a 90s comic. Okay. I missed that one. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, comes back with issue 301. That's cool. And we get it right here. And it's still going to be Larry Hama. So his vision continues. We've got 32 pages. Uh, on T for Teen. T for Teen. T for teen, that's great. I, I'm glad. I'm, 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 this is so nice that uh, mm-hmm. it's now an image and continues. 301, that's great. I hope people like it. Yep. No reason not to jump on. Well, who was? The, who did I say the art was? Looks good to me. Chris Mooneyham. I don't know if that's who was doing it because I I was never reading this yeah. book. So. Um, and look what Image is doing. Look what they have jumped on. They are doing GI Joe. A real American hero, number one, Larry Hama cut. So it looks like they're doing essentially a uh, a uh, a facsimile. Thank you. I couldn't think about a facsimile cover. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. But rebranded with image in the bottom left. You know what they used to do? Something called image first. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. yeah, for a dollar, but they'd have to charge a dollar. Here they get four, uh, four bucks out of it. Oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. Art covered by Herb Trimpey and Bob McLeod. Wow. And it was that was 300 um, issues ago. Mm-hmm. Geiger, Ground Zero, number one of a two-issue continuation series by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. It's been too long. I forgot about all this. I don't want to get. I don't want to read it again. I, um, I, I can't remember what happened. Radioactive. Yeah, radioactive guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not revisiting this. Okay, maybe. A lot of cool. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of cool art, a lot of cool things. It does look good. Dang it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Did you read uh, Siphon when it came out the first time? No. Okay, then you're probably not interested in it. It run a one Ringo. Yeah. Art's very good. Yeah. Arcade Kings gets a trade. Bad Karma, the OGN hardcover. This is. Alex DeCampi, that's good. Yeah. I I don't know what... I don't think I finished this. Panels. Okay, this was a panel syndicate. Okay, okay. See, I wait. put that on there. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, Bad Karma. Okay, I, I read this on Panel Syndicate. There you go. Yeah, okay. And I don't think I finished it. Panel Syndicate's what? tough. You gotta, you gotta visit it over and over again to make sure you keep up mm-hmm. with your books. 
Wish they'd just send them to you. This is really cool. Black Science, The Beginner's Guide to Entropy, uh, 10th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. 50 wow. Bucks. 50 bucks issues 1 through 16 of a great, a great, a great Rick Remender book. Yes. Um, and what do you think about these trades that are have limited print runs? Yeah. What's that about? I like it. So will there be a second printing if this if all six thousand go? I mean that's three per store, right? So that yeah. those are all gonna go. Yep. So what's the next round of Well that's cool, but they're giving you I mean there's there's volume one, volume two, volume three, all of it all available now. Fifty bucks a pop. That's really cool. So this is fifty? So you order three of them, they're 150 bucks. You get your 50% discount essentially. 75 bucks for three beautiful hardcovers and all of the Black Science storyline. Oh, you, and you get that's everything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I have them on singles though. Me too. Yeah. That's that's neat. I, I I'm I'm curious how this print run thing goes. Yeah. But I like this is the second time we've seen them do 10th anniversary stuff, and I like this yeah. old anniversary stuff yeah ice cream man gets collected with volume two indigo children volume one invincible volume two the complete invincible library which is a new printing zero to 24 and the image comic summer special okay kaya last man love everlasting manifest destiny aw yeah. Five. It's limited to five thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, the first twenty-four. Sixty bucks. First twenty-four. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Some some are some are limited. Some are not. Mm-hmm. Pretty deadly. The 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 vault edition. What's well, the vault edition of Pretty Deadly? The Shrike. So it's just volume. Interesting. Oh, okay. Hundred and twenty-five dollars. Okay. For only issues one through five. Oversized artist edition. Okay, so it's yeah. like the uh, the what IDW does. Mm-hmm. What's the scale on it? Yeah, twelve by seventeen. You got to really like uh, pretty yeah. healthy. Collects was... yeah. Spawn cover gallery second printing. Wow. So this answers your question. Yeah collects all the covers of spawn one through 100 the spawns universe box set is inside of a slip case there's only 2500 of these and it includes king spawn volume one gunslinger volume one scorched and a new printing of the record-breaking 72 page hit spawns universe one shot that's kind of fun mm-hmm Jim Rugg's Street Angel is reprinted, or is this a new volume? Two hundred pages. I think this is. I think this is sized like a um, a like a regular book. Yeah. Summoners of War Volume Two, World Tree Volume One, trade paperback. That'll be cool. And now we're back into the ongoing series, Antarctica on issue five. Mark Millar's big game wrapping up its fifth issue. Do you like Bone Orchard or whatever it was? No, I did not. Yeah, you just 
got off that last Jeff Lemire. The call, very cool artwork on that one. Yeah, for sure. Dark Ride, Destiny's Gate. We haven't read that yet. It should be coming no. out soon. Yeah. Same with Edenwood, I think. Mm-hmm. Tony Daniels. I did read the first Enfield Gang Massacre, and it's really good. That's that Texas Blood, correct? Yeah, same team. It's like far. a prequel, but you don't recognize anybody, really, so far. <laughs> far apart. Fish Flies, been sitting on that, never read it. Forge was great, looking forward to that, for sure. End of the first arc? End of a story arc, not the first. Oh, that's not the first arc. Six yeah. issues is not the first arc? No, because the, there's 64 oh, each. Oh, yeah. So gotcha, the first gotcha, three gotcha. were the end of the first trade. Gunslinger Spawn. Oh, look at this. Oh, we knew this. Yeah, this was an issue of Zoe Thorogood taking over Hackslash. Mm-hmm. It's a better cover than the first one. I like that. They should have led with that kind of thing. Yeah. Curious what she does with it. She's got it's like she she does like some autobiographical stuff. So I, I'm curious how this is going to work. It's a oh, good... come on, Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Hexagon Bridge. Ooh. Yeah. I see what you're saying now. Gross. Yeah. Junior Baker, the Righteous Faker's back. Chips and Captara's back. Mm-hmm. Kill Your Darlings took a turn that doesn't look like what I thought it was. <laughs> Philadelphia kicks off its sixth story arc. Seventh? Issue 31? Midlife or How to Hero at 50. Oh, that's right. I remember that one. I like that cover for Knights number two. Yeah, it is pretty good. Pretty creepy. Man, so many books. Yeah. Didn't read the schlub yet. It's sitting there to be read. Still a red scrapper. I've got a couple of issues of that stacked up. Swan Songs has been great. I really like that. There's some interesting stuff. Yeah. Time before time. I, I, what is the Swan Songs was issue five? It's the end of anhedonia via therapeutic hypnosis. A man travels through his subconscious to try to find his inner child and a way to be happy again. The end is almost here. Just this is just one of many Swan Songs. Okay, well that doesn't really make as much clear sense as the others. Was like end of a marriage. Into the world, that sort of thing. Those were pretty easy to understand. I can't really get my mind around the end of Anadonia. So I just have to read it, I guess. Time Before Time, which is on its 29th episode. Or not episode, issue. Duh. Terror War, hit number eight. Saladin Ahmed. I I don't think I've read that one. Pretty sure I have it. Spawn at 348. This time it's being written by Rory McConville and Brett Booth. Still 299. Hats off. Oh, uh, something epic. Also, story and art all by Simon Kondransky. And I haven't been reading this, and I probably should. It's tough to, to fit it in with everything else. It looks really good. And 
Kyle, we have something, a little something called Transformers. There <laughs> yeah, we go. My boy Starscream on the cover. I mean, I love it. <laughs> the only thing that sucks is they're not showing me the other covers. I want to see them all. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And see, like, they were doing kind of a uh, a retread of the old storyline for issue one. I'm curious how quickly they're going to deviate from that. And it looks like oh. quickly. This issue features a surprising first Energon universe appearance. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Energon universe. <laughs> Universal monsters. Curious to see James Tinian's take on all that. Yeah. Void Rivals. Man, Void Rivals. <laughs> you know how you know how Kirkman do. You know yes. how he do you yes. with yes. the final splash page reveals mm-hmm. and then you're like, What? You gotta wait a month. And um all three all three freaking issues have been just like you're good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Bam! Right in the face, right in the kisser. And <laughs> then you gotta wait a month and Really good. Really good book. Very reminiscent of the way Manifest Destiny always tried yeah. to hook you. Or Walking Dead, right? Like yeah. That, that was the, the original. Uh, Speaking of Walking Dead, Walking Dead Deluxe 76. Really thought, nice J.H. So Williams cover. That answers the question we had last month is, oh, is Walking Dead going weekly? Just for that month. <laughs> Just for that month, back, yep. It's back to two a month now. Yeah. What's the furthest place from here? Hit 16. This is really going a long way. This is a good. This is a good book too. 161 or 141 digital pages, Drew. What do we got? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And it ends with a sneak peek at a new Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips book called Where the Body Was. So look forward to that next month. <laughs> What a great catalog, man. They have all kinds of stuff in here. I I really love what they're doing with the trades. Makes mm-hmm. me interested in collected editions, which I'm not, but I'm but it makes me interested in them. And <laughs> I'm intrigued and I want to see more of it. I just I, I they're doing some innovative stuff. They got some new crap coming out. They got some features and Keeping the old stuff and go, man, man, they're just, I don't know. I love what they're doing. They appear to be hitting it out the park. Yes. Let's see who hit it out of the park on the secondary market with our cover price top 10 um, and runners up. Time for a break from our show to pay the bills. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fund profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need all in one place you can provide feedback listen support share enjoy these we have our patreon there you can buy us a beer or a coffee you can check out our instagrams our twitters our facebooks check out our youtube page you can email us you can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. Do you want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. 
you can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there. So you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga's links. So you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS. So you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show Kyle, yeah. you want to you take them take us off there yep sure thing just like we always do starting with the very first highest and biggest number one book of the week and that's of course dazzler number one until we find out some confirmation on these taylor swift rumors this book is going to be an absolute poop show Every single week, because if it happens, it's huge. If it doesn't yeah. happen, it's a giant letdown. Let so, I mean, yeah. for sure, 31 copies on the secondary market, CGC 9.8 for $195, 10 bucks for very fine. Still getting for 10 bucks. Star Wars Heir to the Empire number one, Drew. Listen up. This book has been hot for months, ebbing and flowing as we go closer to the reach release of Ahsoka. That's because Grand Admiral Thrawn was confirmed to appear. Then we got the trailer, which shows him in live action for the first time. It shot this book even higher. So far, we've only gotten a brief moment in episode two of Ahsoka, revealing just how powerful Thrawn has become since the last scene in Star Wars Rebels, which everybody should watch. (laughs) He's now an extra, extra, extra galactic. I think they made that word up. Threat. One could rival and surpass the biggest bad to date, Palpatine. Cue the run on this book again, as many fans are listing their copies. Um, with many more looking to snag them up. 23 copies on the secondary market. CGC 9.8 for 900 bucks, And just a regular old uh, floppy and near mint condition, 166 bucks. Wow. Nice. I believe I was pretty high on this Nord's Illustrated swimsuit issue when we went through it. Here we have the ratioed 1 in 25 as the number three item. Nord's is your typical goofball. But what makes him different is that he is also a Green Lantern who got the opportunity to put together a swimsuit issue featuring some of the favorite DC heroes. This 1 in 25 book from Lobos was the pick of the litter, featuring Wonder Woman in all her Amazonian glory. Wonder Woman variant covers typically do quite well in the aftermarket, and this is no exception. 28 copies, 80 bucks for a raw, fair market value, near mint, 68. Ah, and Kanan, the last Padawan. When we first see Ahsoka in The Mandalorian, she mentions Grand Admiral Thrawn, and the community began to pay it attention combine that with the confirmation ashoka would be getting her series and fans immediately zeroed in on this book why it features the first appearance of ezra bridger sabine wren and kanan jaras all essential caras oh. in the ashoka story fans were dying for this now that we getting as they as it's been revealed through the first few episodes of ashoka that her what her mission is that and the canonization of sabine wren being the Padawan to Ahsoka. This book has since shot up the priority list for most collectors. 17 copies, $132 for CGC 9.8. Near Mint's at 38. That needs to be higher because I have two of these. You were a big fan of this book. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So I have two full runs of the series plus the trade that I read. <laughs> uh-huh. 
or the the hardcover that I read. I mean, oh nice. At rank five, we have Kanan number six. While Star Wars Kanan number one was initially the money book, this book has overtaken it in market value. It features the first full appearance of Ezra Bridger and Sabine Wren, obviously important players in Ahsoka. So far, we've gotten Sabine and are waiting on Ezra. But he has been confirmed to be played by Iman Estefandi. And the consensus is that he nailed the casting. Now, this book is seeing the attention that many in the community felt it has long deserved. Only 15 copies on the secondary market, $340 for 9.8, 81 bucks for a floppy. So that mural that's in like episode one or two, I can't remember which one, mm-hmm. of like Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka and everybody on, on yeah. the wall there. Yeah. Is that stuff that happened in Rebels or yeah, it's all Rebels. Clone Wars? Rebels. Rebels, okay. And that's when they beat Thrawn. Thrawn and kicked him to the void. Boy, that would be easier to explain if you watched it. <laughs> but that so that actually happened. That group shot happened because of something that they did, and they were, so there. That's why there was a big mural on in the city. Yep. Okay. Yep. At rank six, the X Men Volume One, Number One Thirty. Newsstand variant. Last week, this book sat firm at number three, while Dazzler's first solo title was at number two. This week, her solo book has moved to the number one spot. Now that the initial rumors have subsided a bit, less attention has been on that book. Part of this is the higher buy-in price and ease of attaining a copy worth having. But with fan art like this floating around and fans are still paying attention to the first appearance of Dazzler. Um, $375 for a 9.4... And fine copies, still $93. Wow. At rank seven, we have Web of Spider-Man. Number 32. Dang, this book has acquired legendary status with Mike Zek channeling all his talents into the cover. It's been homaged to death, but for good reason. It is also part of Craven's Last Hunt run, widely considered one of the greatest Spider-Man stories ever. Fitting it would boast such an epic cover to boot. And while it's coveted book for its art, it is incredibly affordable and attainable. Evidenced by the most recent date we've tracked, showing 13 copies sold, CGC 9.6 for 155 bucks. Uh, fine fair market value 42 just last week. A CGC 9.4 sold for only $60. Then at rank out, we have the Star Wars Heir to the Empire newsstand variant. CGC 9.8, $1,642. And a fine. Yeah, go ahead. And a fine's just floppy, it's just 200 bucks. So what I did, Kyle, was I watched the 15-minute YouTube video on everything you need to know ah, about Ahsoka from there you the go. Wars and Rebels, and I found it impenetrable. So I was it didn't help at all. In fact, it kind of was more confusing. So, yeah, so it was not everything you needed to know. It was not everything I needed to know. It was probably, <laughs> I think it was like, a, maybe it was more of like a reminder for people that already seen that stuff, but. They they mm-hmm. blew through like everything from all the animated shows that was relevant and it was just lightning fast and I looked at my wife and I was like, Did you understand what that was? No. Okay, me neither. All right, let's let's just watch the stupid show. <laughs> That's off. Yeah. So you were right. You've been right the whole time. 
one I, more time for the people in the back. I, I, I don't didn't do the, the homework, so I don't get the full enjoyment of Ahsoka. But I really do yeah. like Like, not love, or I'm love, not like. <laughs> At rank nine, we have the amazing Spider-Man 32, Elizabeth Torg, homage one in 50. Who doesn't love an incredible homage cover? This Elizabeth Torg one in 50 knocked it out of the park as it featured the fan favorite Spider-Gwen slash Ghost Spider digging themselves from their own grave. Mike Zeck and Bob McCloud first did it in Web of Spider-Man 32, which we saw earlier on this list, which has gone down as a legendary cover of its own right. This book captures some of the love fans feel for it. But it's subsequent, but it's subsiding and solidifying, becoming a more affordable cover for those who want to add it to their personal collection. Thirteen copies in the secondary market, fifty-one dollars for raw. Maybe get them for forty-five if you're looking good. It effectively sold half the copies as last week, but maintains value. And at rank ten, the Devil's Cut number one, one in one hundred by Junko Mizuno. We have a new publisher. And this is their debut book. It's been heavily aftermarket move. It's heavy aftermarket movement, as it was difficult to find at most local comic book shops. Shops can be wary of new titles, especially from new publishers. That goes doubly for this book, a beautiful Muzuko one in one hundred variant. Tracked thirteen copies on the secondary market, two hundred and twenty-five dollars for raw, one hundred and ninety if you look good, but the high was two twenty-five, nearly double the ratio. Yeah. And this is uh, Distillery. Yeah. Yeah. D-S-T-L-R-Y. Yeah, that's very cool. I think I was one of our picks once. Not the one in 100, of course, because I yeah. would never do that. That's crazy. Uh, rank 11, we have Ms. Marvel, the new mutant number one, the Arthur Adams one in 50. Um, in case you missed it, Kamala Khan made a big flash in the MCU when a dialogue exchange alluded to her powers being derived from a mutation in her DNA. Could Kamala Khan be the first mutant to debut in the MCU? Many fans think so, especially with Ms. Marvel's latest comic plot. Um, so this sold 25 copies and a high sale of 60 bucks for a raw. And that's not much more than the ratio. Um, at rank 12, we have Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars, number 8, the black suit Spidey cover, 26 copies sold, high sale of 600 for 9.8, Rawls around $154. Uh, we have Spawn number 1 coming in at rank 13, oldie but a goodie, sold 28 copies, high sale of 160 for a 9.8, Rawls around $49, uh, which seems like that's way up, the Raw dollar. Um, the Amazon Spider-Man number 300, first Venom, we all know about this one, 3,800 for a CGC 9.8, Rawls around 6.88, comes into rank 14. Uh, another distillery, Devil's Cut number one, this time it's just the one in 10 from Becky Cloonan, that comes in at rank 15. Um, this one sold 21 copies with a high sale of $18.94 for a raw. Um, but usually they're around 12 bucks. At rank 16, we have X-Factor Volume 1, number 1. Um, Deadpool 2 brought about the first iteration of the character Fire Fist. While it was a different iteration of the character entirely, it did show the scope of Fire Fist's immense power. This issue of X-Factor is home to the first appearance of Fire Fist, Rusty Collins, and Cameron Hodge, and has been picking up heat. 
23 copies sold. Um, high sale of 115 for a raw. Currently, uh, they're around nine dollars though. Oh, that's a big jump, big difference. Uh, a rank 17, we have Night Terrors, the Harley Quinn number two, Derek Chu one in 25. Another Derek Chu cover that crushes it. I'm sure we marveled over it. Um, tracked 14 copies. Uh, I sell $30 for raw. And uh, it's just a little bit over ratio. At rank 18, The Amazing Spider-Man 121. Another iconic cover in Spider-Man history. No collection is complete without the death of Gwen Stacy. This year marks the 50th anniversary of this historic movement moment in uh, comic history. Earlier this year, we saw Marvel push a marketing plan that insinuated an upcoming comic death that would have the same significance as Gwen Stacy's death. That event was the death of Ms. Marvel, who was recently revived. So it did not do that. Did not hit that way. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether this carries the same importance is not or not is up to the fans of Spider-Man. Uh, in the meantime, 11 copies moved for a high sale of 789.95 for CGC 8.5. Uh, current raws around eight hundred and seventy dollars. No wait, a high sale of seven eighty nine nine five for a CGC nine eight. Oh, because it's an eight five. The raws do better because mm-hmm. they they think they're in better condition than the eight than the eight five. Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, rank nineteen, we have Catwoman uncovered. Uh, the Babs Tar one in twenty five. Uh, another great DC cover. We know they're all amazing. Uh, 19 copies of this sold. High sale of 26 bucks for a raw. And rounding us out, the top 20, Wolverine 27. Jim Lee is a world-renowned artist, writer, and recently president of DC Comics. He has given birth to many iconic covers for DC and Marvel with Wolverine's presence in Deadpool 3. It is no surprise that Wolverine covers have been flooding the market, the aftermarket. Uh, this is a phenomenal piece of artwork and an icon of the 90s. Um, 15 copies sold, uh, $150 for a CGC 9.8, and current raw uh, near mints around 20 bucks. And that is uh, one of those all, the all-time great uh, Wolverine covers. Yeah, can't yeah. be that. All right, let's head on over for some FOC action and see what uh, DC has to offer. Yeah, let's head on over to Lunar Distributions, and here off to the side, I have my FOC uh, from our good old LCS at Cowbunga Comics. It's got all our prices on here. I'm scrolling down through it now. Look at all these things here. It will be my helpful order guide as I go through and see what I want to add and hopefully get and not have to chase on the secondary market for Buku Bucks. I love this Gabriel Del Auto. Um Batman 138. The the contemplating Batman where he just looks at a bat and just thinks. Which is weird because he was afraid of bats and now he's got this relationship with. Mm -hmm. That's Batman's Sienkiewicz cover for City of Madness. That is really cool. The yin and yang cover. Oh, wow. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's cool. Martin Simon's doing his thing on a cover there. So what do you think of this little Halloween Batboy thing? The cover F. Chriselle Zulo, Trick or Treat cardstock. What's the title? Batman 138. So it's on the second tab or second page. Cover F? Yep, it's got the 
trick-or-treater. The Chrissy Zulo? Yep. Yeah, she's doing these. She's doing the Scotty Young stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, kind of, but these are thematic to Halloween. Oh, yeah. I don't love it. I'm not a fan. Cool. That's why I was curious. Not for me. <laughs> Birds of Prey. Great covers. Two connecting cover. There's covers there by Nave and Nakayama. Kelly Thompson was on Twitter saying that she was getting some backlash about this book. So I don't oh, want to read it more. Yeah, no kidding. To ask me about my feminist agenda. Yeah, exactly. Blue Beetle gets second issue. Facsimile 140 for Detective. Very cool. A Riddler. Riddler cover there. Fire and Ice. Welcome to Smallville. Issue 2 has some cool covers. I really like the Greg Smallwood. Man, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Is this Gone also a distillery book? Gone number one. Yeah. It's the writer-artist. And cover by Jock, your boys. Yep, 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 it is. Jock, but not Jock, but Jock. The actual Jock. Yes. The original Jock. Um, but the Joel Jones cover is better. Sorry. Sorry, Jock. <laughs> I like the Peach Momoko. Ooh. Oh, okay. I can see that. Joker, the man who stopped laughing, gives us some good stuff. Man, good there's covers. some great covers there. Jeez. Ryan Brown, 1 in 25, is pretty creepy yeah. with the Batman ventriloquist. I don't know. Have we seen that done before? I think we have. Okay. Seems like a pretty good idea. Very. New Golden Age special edition by Mikhail Jenin. Are y'all ready for that? We have Some said cr- that man's name so many different na- ways. I don't know who he is anymore. Which person? Michael Jenin, Mikhail Janin. Whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Guilty. Yep. Boys and Ivy covers are fantastic. I, I mean, you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be at least one makeout cover every single Boys and Ivy. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's stick Harley and her together and mm-hmm. make them make out. <gasps> now keys. Sartorial Greek geek gets another issue. Sins of the Salt and Sea. That's it for me. Yeah, let's head on down to... Okay, we do not even have an image tab anymore. No, let's head on down to Boom. (laughs) It doesn't sound the same. Abbott 1979, that's back, that's cool. We have Ranger Academy number one. So here's your chance to join the Power Rangers, Drew. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, no. <laughs> no, thank you. That's exactly what that is, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you were full of it. Amazing Spider-Man 35. All kinds of crazy covers. Avengers hit six. Captain Marvel relaunches. Another nice facsimile, the Daredevil 183 with Punisher's first appearance. That's not Punisher's first appearance. Or the Punisher fight, I should say. My apologies. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's like ASM. Yeah, the Spider-Man, sorry. I got it. Yeah. Twisted. 124, maybe? Is that right? I don't know. I just popped in my head. I can't be right. Uh, Moon Knight City of the Dead, 405. 
Ooh, I got to read this Superior Spider-Man Returns one shot. Yeah, I'm excited about that one too. Uh, yeah. That should be fun. I'm curious. True, we need to uh we need to, you know, really revamp Dynamite Comics. What should we do to really, you know, we need something to just stick in the corner and be like this is going to get us back. How about the Alice Cooper comic book? There you go. There you go. That'll that'll we won't be cheesecake anymore. We'll be rock stars. That's right. Not not current rock stars. Rock yeah. stars from your grandpa like. Not written by Alex Cooper. Um, uh, Rodney Barnes <laughs> writing about Alex Cooper. Okay. Makes sense. Philadelphia guy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, American Psycho gets a comic book. Okay. I thought that was Fiona Staples working on it, but no. It's Greg Staples. <laughs> We hate when that happens. Not the same. We can you can see they're still using what's his face's likeness. Oh, they're using his actual still frame from that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Guess that's okay. <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven XO XO number one. Enfield Gang gets its third issue. It's first issue, so it goes to a second print. The Devil That Wears My Face, number one, by Mad Cave. <laughs> it is a combination of Face Off and The Exorcist. Okay. I don't think I can get past that. That's all I'm going to be thinking about <laughs> the rest of the evening. The Forgotten Wars from Massive Comics. Rebel Girls. Is that? Oh, it's Keen Spot. Well, heck, there's not a lot of images listed here. Mm-mm. There's Void Rivals, just the subsequent printing. There's some Walking Dead, but I didn't see hardly any. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the ongoing. I guess they had like a down. Maybe they had a down month or something. I mean, Transformers number one. That's all you need. Is that in the? Is that listed in the bottom? Yeah, under T's for Transformers. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. Where's my boy Jazz? It's uh, awesome. This is hitting right in the fields. Uh-uh. <laughs> Just kind of hoping the. Uh, Number one would be a homage to the number one from the Marvels that I have. Yeah. Fourth printing of Void Rivals one number one. Third printing of Void Rivals number two. That's awesome. Yeah. Second well. printing of number three. Dang. All right, Drew. What's your pick, brother? I might. I might have to give it to that. Bill Sienkiewicz, um Batman City of Madness cover. Mm-hmm. Cover B. It's a six ninety nine book, which is a little high for me to pick, but I really like that. I like what he did there, so I'm gonna pick that one. See, I'm 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 caught between three, Drew. I know. Wow, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. So of course there's obviously Transformers number one. I'm yes. super excited for it. It's a relaunch. I have the Transformers number one from, you know, nineteen eighty or whatnot. Big fan. There's of course Gone number one, this jock book from yeah. distillery distillery is hot right now 
Yeah. Um, was there enough time for people to jump on or will it still have a little bit of difficulty to get here? And then there is from boom studios. I, you know, I threw out Ranger Academy just to be crazy, but there is something to be said about these school age book. Number ones. Oh, look, it's the first appearance of 14 new characters. It's true. That's true. And um, if they spin off this Rangers universe into a new Rangers universe and even one of them continues on, yeah, you had the first appearance, right? You have the first appearance there. That's tough. That's a tough. My All 40, makes sense. Yeah, my 42-year-old heart is going to say, Daniel Warren Johnson writing Transformers number one, cover <laughs> A, with my boy Prime on the front. You can't let's turn your go. back on Yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> now it's time to slide on over to our good friends at CBSI. That's right, of course, comicbookinvest.com publishes their hot ten every Friday. We are going to go on and see what we can find. Some of these are going to be a pretty, pretty, pretty familiar. Of course, number one being the North's Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, one in 25 with Wonder Woman on the front. This was already selling well over double ratio at 60 to $75, while this week the price continued to spike to, towards 100 bucks, with an auction ending on 9.6 at 112 it's a gorgeous cover that seems to be enough to get those wallets out over the last two weeks. This book keeps selling. Got to imagine that the ceiling, but you never know. Last week was 75 this week over hundred at rank two. We have dazzler number one uh, last week, another 70 this week. This Taylor Swift rumor continues to carry this book to selling high volumes. There are plenty out there, but average sale prices are also creeping up over 10 to $15 last week and now 15 to 25 this week at rank three. We have air to the empire. Number one, about 50 sales this week as Thrawn continues to move books. Yes, we are still waiting for him to appear in Ahsoka, but that hasn't slowed down. New stand rolls are hitting $500 new stand graded 9.8s, 15 to 1650 and even regular 9.8s, 900 bucks. Canon number six, no matter if you call it a first appearance or not, this issue continues to sell with about 25 sales this week, up from 20 prior. Prices have also started creeping up again as week-to-week increases in 9.8s went from 266 to 350. High-graded Rawls have also shot back up over 100 bucks, as it's hard to deny that Ahsoka has brought interest back to the Star Wars. At rank five, Caden the Last Padawan. Number one, this is where we get a few first appearances. Um, so one in six of the big ones. Um, Rawls hitting 40 to $50 with, you can find some cheaper copies, uh, 9.8 at 150 bucks on issue one. At rank six, we have The Killer, number one. Recent trailer reveal this Netflix adaptation will have a short theatrical release in October while hitting streaming services in November. This has renewed interest in this HTF comic with a couple sales this week, jumping the price from 30 up to $40 for this issue. And the Spider-Gwen annual, the Inhuk Lee cover, one in 100 pre-sales and early asking prices have been close to $200 for this book. Since release, we have a couple sold with the best offers closing at 150 to 165 which is still a decent premium on a one in 100. At eight, we have Endless Summer Sonic the Hedgehog, one in 25. Yes, 
another variant on the list, but it is selling pretty well the last two weeks. A fun idea having melting popsicle characters on the cover. There are probably not that many shops who qualified for this incentive. Prices this week hit 75 to 80, while the week before it was only about 40 to 50. Not a lot of copies moving, but there are not many available either. At nine, we have Vampirella Monthly number 20. Not on many people's radars, but this HTF hard find Bruce Tim variant hit an all-time high in sales this week for CGC 9.8 at almost $500 coming in at 495 less than 10 in the census at that grade and even Rawls sell for a couple hundred as there's only one copy listed at present and it's looking for even higher than that at rank 10 we have uncanny x-men 141 and 142 they're sneaking two extras in there for us i'm going to cheat and put two issues on here together but to be fair these often sell as a pair or in lots to be fair to be fair this is the all-time classic two-part days of future past story it's been reprinted a couple times already but with new facsimile issues coming out our way it seems some interest has returned to the original books all grades and conditions keep selling so prices may vary with decent raw highs hitting 200 dollars, but individual issues mostly moving around between 60 and 80 and down in honorable mentions we have incredible hulk 635 the one in 25 audi granoff cover the popularity of the current Hulk run seems to have folks going back to old favorites. This Granoff variant was down around $235 back in April and has now rebounded with an accepted best offer over $500 at $525. And at the other honorable mention spot, we have Spawn 306, the NetherRealm Studios edition. Another 10 sold this week ranging from 350 to 600 raw, as well as one 9.8 for $1,500. Yes, there is some controversy around this comic regarding how many copies hit the market over the last few weeks, but you can't deny people keep buying it, including last week over 100 copies sold for a book that was at one time rumored to have less than 50 copies existing. Crazy. Uh, the right. best part about CBSI was always when they did pulled out some cool golden age and <laughs> yeah. rare shit. I didn't even do that anymore. Not on this one. They had something else steal the thunder. Maybe next week we'll be back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll be back. Uh, I guess. That's cool. But yeah, it's time to give the people what they want. The sneak a peek at next week. That's right. It's time for our sneak peek at next week where Drew and I go through the books coming out in your local comic book shop. And we try to find the gold and what we got to get. We're going to head over to Lunar Distributions and look at our DC offerings. I wish I would have got this Batman number one. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, Did you when it first came out 90 years ago? Or <laughs> No, I think this facsimile is pretty cool. I wish I would have got it. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be in shops. I'll grab one. Batman and Robin number one. Joshua Williamson writing this father-son book. She won. I love that Stanley Lau. Yeah, with uh, White Rabbit or whatever. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I gotta stop buying cheesecake. Though. Picking cheesecake, they don't they don't mm-hmm. do that well. Well, sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah. There we also have Batman Gargoyle of Gotham number one, and we have a Frank Miller and Jock variant. That's always exciting. Yeah, that's good. I got finally finished Dark Knights of Steel. 
Hey, got that 12th 12 issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that 12th issue not that long ago. Finished it up. I'm, I really enjoyed it. I hope they do. I hope they do more. Very cool. So as of now, it looks like we have Image Comics and with our Lunar Distribution Comics, correct? I guess. I don't know what's going on, man. Okay. So we will be going through DC and Image. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really strange. And heading over to Previews World, starting with Image, where we have a few books. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So we appear to have a few books in Lunar, a few books in Image, and a few books in your miscellaneous category. <laughs> all on Previews World. So just come along on the ride with us. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, Undiscovered Country, 25, and Dark Ride, and that's about it. A trade. Yeah. yeah. Damn Them All, number eight, is coming from Boom. That's a great book. Yeah. From Boom Studios, Coda, number one, Sizeburger, Matthias Bergera. Prophecies of Paradise and Return of Magic. Hum is skeptical while Circa faces difficult moral decisions on the road with winter quickly approaching. Was there a coda with a K? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought I saw that seemed familiar. Alligator Loki from Marvel. That's awesome. Curious who can scoop that up. Avengers Inc. number one with an Alex Ross connecting and a cool Erica Durso throwback look. Uh, lots of fun co- covers there. Who's writing mm-hmm. this? Al Ewing. I'm just going to sit down here at Daredevil and wait for you. I'm at Daredevil. Daredevil, number one, Saladin Ahmed, Aaron Cooter, Born Again series. No Chip. Chip got boot. Got the boot. So long, Chip, and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. The Death of Venomverse, number one, going to a second print and doing the second print 25-copy incentive. So there's that. What do we think of the Daredevil Frank Miller variant? It's not a very good Frank Miller, but it is Frank Miller. Correct. Doing Daredevil. So I don't believe I don't believe any of the Frank Miller drawn covers have been good covers. Yeah, that's true. Are you going to be getting spine-tingling Spider-Man Zero for $10? I am not. Okay. I am hard-passing on that one. No, I thought Obi-Wan already had a book. <laughs> no, I, I guess this not. Is, this is where they just retell the, the, uh, the, the show. Series. Yeah. Who, who wants that? Um, Marvel Comics. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Werewolf Ooh, by Night, number one. Yeah, it looks good. Adam Hughes doing the cover there. I like that a lot. Derek Landy, I don't really know him from anything, I don't think. And it's Frank Gallon art on the inside, but this could be something fun. <laughs> there might be something there. Down into some of our other books. Of course, we have the Astrobots. Not quite the Transformers, but they do what they can. <laughs> yeah. We have Bloodborne Bleak Dominion number one of a four-issue series from Titan Comics. 
This is, of course, a storyline out of the Bloodborne series, which is a video game um, based kind of like the Dark Souls-ish stuff. Yeah, okay. So some really cool covers, and some of these Titan books have gone really good. And there is a big Bloodborne crowd, so just FYI. Something called the Alternates from the World of Minor Threats, Alternates number one. Patton Oswalt, Tim Seeley, Jordan Bloom, that crowd. Mm-hmm. Harriet Tudman, Demon Slayer. I believe that was Kyle's uh, yeah. pick. Which means I'm not allowed to pick it again. <laughs> we have Killmore, number one from IDW. Which I believe was my FOC pick. Yeah. Can we just swap? <laughs> we could. We could. I don't know if anybody's keeping score. I think you can probably get away with whatever you wanted to do. <laughs> St. John, number one from Dark Horse. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know Dan Schnackock. Schnackade. And Brendan <laughs> Wagner. Portland Gear is a writer. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's a clothing brand. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, I remember this one. This was... Yeah, we hated this. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Picard's Academy. The Trekkies out. The Call hits issue two. I gotta read the first issue. Lots of Walking Dead. We Are Not Strangers gets a hardcover. All right, Drew. Pick of the week. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the Werewolf by Night, number one, Adam Hughes variant cover by Derek Landy. And I'm going to see what's going on with Coda, number one, in image size per year. It interests me. Look, Coda with a C. Yes, not a K. Gotcha. Coda with a C. Fantastic. Hey, thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself as we go through our sneak peek of this week for September the 12th and September the 13th. Head on over to patreon.com, search comics for fun and profit. Be part of our conversation. Get podcasts early, ad-free, and all that fun stuff. Part of the Slack and the community. We appreciate you guys. So for Drew and myself, see ya. As you know, our LCS is Cowabunga Comics. Lake Country, Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredical. They are our LCS, and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.